Morning everyone, I'm really delighted to be able to greet you in this way this morning and really pleased to have this opportunity. Now I don't know about you, but I am not good at self-isolation. I'm used to being a person on the run, doing things, going from place to place, flying all over the place, being with people, enjoying other people's company. You can probably tell I'm a bit of an extrovert. But I reckon even for the introverts, it might be getting a little bit difficult just to stay home and do the same old things day after day. I think one of the things this has forced me to though, is to think about my priorities. What really matters in this time? There's probably different ways to consider doing things, different ways of doing things with our family and our friends. How does that all play out? I know for my dad at the moment that the things that he really loves have kind of gone from his life. He goes to see my mum who's in a dementia ward every time. He can't do that now, she's in lockdown. He goes to the same coffee shop every morning, can't do that now. He loves to watch that Collingwood football club and with no footy on, there's nothing really to watch on TV. And he uh, goes to golf a couple of times a week, that's not on any longer. So I'm used to popping up there every month to be able to see them. And now it's a little different. How do I stay connected? How do I do the things that really matter? If God's my priority, if family's my priority, how do I make sure that those things are still happening in my life? So what are my priorities right now? What should my priorities be into the future? Is God saying something about shaping our future so that we ne can never be the same again, so that we do live differently. Now, there's a great story in the Word of God, and I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. And it's the story about Mary and Martha. Now, Jesus used to go to their place quite often. In fact, very often, he was friends. It was a place where he could probably relax and unwind and know that he was amongst people who cared about him as an individual, not all flocking to him. But here he comes to the house of Mary and Martha, also the house of Lazarus, and Mary is sitting there at his feet. Martha's fussing around. She gets a bit cranky and says, Mary, how come you're just sitting there while I have to do the work? And then in the Passion Translation, it says this, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. So in all of the things that they normally did, Mary makes a choice to sit down at Jesus' feet and listen to what he has to say. Now Martha's not in trouble here. This is quite normal for a Jewish girl or a Jewish woman. Her job was really to look after the house, to look after the children. It was the man's place to be taught the Torah, to be taught the law. And so they would normally be the people sitting at Jesus' feet. But Jesus is pretty countercultural, and he says, no, there's a place for everyone at my feet. And the choice you need to make right now is to come and sit, to come and listen, to come and hear what I want to say to you. The best way... The most important way right then was for Martha to listen. And to her credit, she did. A real changing of priorities in her life. And I wonder at this time, is it a time when God is saying to us,
stop. I want to reset your priorities. I want to reset the priorities of the world. I want to reset the priorities of the church. I want to reset your priorities. And I guess the choice we have to make is, am I prepared to do that? Am I prepared to listen to him? Am I prepared to choose the better way to do what he asks? So it is a choice, isn't it? Mary chose to sit. Martha chose to serve until she learned the better way to sit at Jesus' feet than to go and serve. Let's go to another story. And it's the story of a girl who came to Jesus and did something that nobody expected. There's the smell of the feast, the smile of Jesus, the scent of the perfume that's filling the room. The men are sitting there and then enters a woman. Again, a woman. And the woman comes and she pours perfume over Jesus' head. In a global crisis, questions come, don't they? What are my priorities? Film schedule? Looking forward to the next thing I can do? Or is it a time to slow down? The certainties of life have been shaken. We can't even imagine that many people dying in a developed nation. We start to ask our own questions. When will I see my family again? Will I see my family again? What is it going to look like into the future? And in this story, Mary, another Mary, comes to a life-changing moment. It's really an epiphany for her. Her relationship with Jesus is much more important than forward planning or reputation or savings. Nothing matters more in this moment than worship. So she pours out the perfume, an act of extravagant love. So what's my choice at the moment? What's the one thing? Will I make time? Will I make time for prayer? Will I make time for worship? Will I make time for extravagant love? Will I make time for Jesus? So there's a choice. Then we have to work out what's the most important. Now, salvos, we've been taught for a long time, it's heart to God and it's hand to man. Now, sometimes that gets a little bit out of whack, doesn't it? We love to serve. We love to get out there. We love to do, 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 do. But what about the heart to God? Am I willing to spend time with him? Is he the one thing? Is he the priority? And sometimes we say, well, you know what? Right now we're going to focus on spiritual renewal. And then we don't get out to serve. And sometimes it's we're going to focus on serve and we don't get out to love him. I think one of the things that Jesus wants us to recognise in this time is what is he saying to me? And what am I going to do about it? Read the Gospels again and again and again in these days and see what Jesus said and ask him, what are you saying to me? What do you want me to do about it? If we read about the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. What's Jesus saying to me about that? What does that look like for me? Love your neighbour. Well, we've seen some beautiful acts of kindness during these days. What is he saying to me? What does he want me to do about that? As yourself. 
Am I loving myself? Am I looking after myself? What does that mean for me? What is Jesus saying? What does he want me to do? What about the story of the Good Samaritan? We know so many people passed him by, just left him there, and then the most unlikely person came. Not only did he patch up his wounds, but he took him to the place where he'd be looked after and he chose to keep on paying, changed his life. So when I read that story, what is Jesus saying to me? How does he want me to be a good Samaritan? What am I going to do about it? As we read the verse in Philippians, it says, God will supply all of my needs according to his glorious riches. Now, I remember at a time at a call when we had a need. We had lots of uh, men in the call. We had lots of women. And then we had single girls leading the call. So God said, you need a man. You need a man who's going to be there for the guys. So what was my first response? I'll ask for some money. The person wisely said back to me, I thought you prayed about those things. I thought you believed that God would supply. Now, when we get to that point, God loves to come through, doesn't he? We see stories about that all throughout his word. And so he did. While we were praying, while we were fasting, while we were asking, God was talking to another person overseas and said to him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to uh, give you the money from your business as you sell it. I want you to be generous. So a knock at the door, and that guy comes to my door not knowing a clue about what we'd been praying for, and a considerable amount of money was given to me, exactly the amount we needed. So as we read the Gospels, what is God saying to me? What am I going to do about it? What's the most important thing? We need to pray. We need to have this great heart for God. We need to sit at his feet, believe that he will speak to us, ask us to do something about what he is saying to us. What did the verse say? Mary has discovered the one thing, the most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Sit at my feet, undistracted. Now, some of us are very easily distracted, aren't we? I say I have an attention span of about two and a half to three minutes. I don't know about you, but I'm not great at staying incredibly focused unless I'm focused on something that really interests me. Now, I hear some of you, you love to listen to podcasts. You listen to the same people over and over again because you kind of love to sit at their feet and listen to them. wonder how... Mary felt when she sat at Jesus' feet, oh wow, here's a man who wants to listen to me. Here's a man who wants to teach me. Just this Jewish girl, she'd be doing the housewife, housework, looking after the kids, and yet he says, come sit at my feet, Mary. You're making a great choice, perhaps in wonder, like a little kid who sits at the feet of their mum or dad or the grandparents when they're reading them a story. And Mary gets to sit at his feet. Now, that can look different for all of us because we're so different in personality. Some of you are intellectual, some of you are relational, some of you are serving, some of you, when you worship, you connect with God. Some of us are activists, some of us are contemplatives, some of us see God in creation. But where and how will you sit at his feet 
to hear from him, to experience him, to show that extravagant love to him. We need to give our best time to him. We need to sit at his feet with him to hear from him. In the midst of this pandemic and in in the midst of a time of reset, one thing, one thing is necessary, that I would sit at your feet, that I would love you extravagantly, that I would hear from you, that I would listen to you, knowing that the Spirit of God is with me. Time for a reset of priorities. Time to really focus on him. Bless you, friends, as you do.